0: hello and welcome to the no good poetry podcast each week we talk about the good the bad and the ugly of poetry this is episode 79 with joseph makos and joseph biavenu
1: this is the good bad and the ugly isn't it some ugly shit out there kids let's make the world safer for poetry
0: All right, back on O.C. Haley again today. Another hot one. Unseasonably warm, yes. Fall will come eventually, but not yet, I guess.
1: Probably in the control room. Yeah. Overlooking the street again. (laughs) I know none of you have seen this. Maybe listeners, maybe a few, only a few. We should put a picture.
0: Soon you will. (laughs) <laughs> I guess we should wait till it's a little more organized and we can plug we can plug all the things at the end again. <laughs> but we have a guest with us today and out of, a guest from out of town. Yeah, which is always nice. We have with us poet and publisher Brendan Lorber. How are you doing today, Brendan?
2: I am totally not uncomfortably high. <laughs> I feel really, really good and happy to be in my own skin right now.
0: Good. I mean that's a nice vintage shirt that you're wearing, but it's the kind of thing that I stopped buying here a long time ago because those polyesters in this heat don't work so well. Not not so much.
2: <laughs> not so much. It's made of it's basically made of the same stuff as I think Lego.
1: Uh,
3: Lego's made it. Of- <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But wow. a slightly more stretchy version of it. Wow, Lego. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, that's some that's some really durable. Plastic.
2: Yeah, it it this shirt reads about as well as like a, like a mafia informant
1: at the bottom of the East River. And it, it actually looks uh, like, like Lego know. too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just it it's made of Lego. It actually looks like Lego. A so friend
2: came to New Orleans with a Lego, wearing a Lego shirt. It hurts so much when you walk on it by mistake in the
3: middle of the night. Like <laughs> <laughs> when It's crumbled up on your floor. Exactly. Or at least it doesn't
0: have the sharp edges. It's just the bumps. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> so, so and you so you can't you're you're going to be reading at Megan's series Blood Jet at, tomorrow yeah, blood night, jet, right? At
2: at the brand new uh the
1: Dragonfly. Is this the Dragon... second Blood Jet, I think, is it?
2: The
0: third, third, I believe. Third. Okay. The third one. Okay. But uh yeah, it's still pretty new. We 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 it's, have been plugging it, but Yeah. I guess at the time this is, comes um, out that will already have happened, but Yeah.
2: I think it might be the third. It is just an unstoppable jet of blood. <laughs> 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 I don't know wow, if that's yeah. a really good tagline for the series <laughs> <I> know, <please. laughs> but, I'm, but I'm actually
0: really excited to be reading in, in the new space it's, and, a, Plath po- it's a quote from a yeah it's Sylvia Plath it, it, yeah. it yeah. uh, I don't remember that one um, but I do remember that's where she got the new <laughs> yeah, <but> <laughs> really yeah, it's good for Halloween there should be definitely be a, a Halloween blood jet reading she doesn't already have that plan. Vampiric, and it, Megan, we're going to talk you about vampiric it. Vampiric poems only. <laughs> 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 poems about the vampires
1: and the succubines, and succubus. And yeah. Only uh, any, blood, any blood. Any poems. blood poems. Any blood peoples.
3: Yeah. <laughs> the blood peoples.
1: <laughs> well, Bloods can show up,
2: maybe. Well, it is, it is a pleasure to be to be in New Orleans and, and here talking to you guys. Yeah, have thank we, you have for you anything joining. Anything that you regret yet? Not yet. Okay.
1: Okay. Um, <laughs> So far, everything's been super delicious. Do you have any, like, foods that you're really interested in having while you're down here? Like, anything you just can't get up, up there, up north in the city, in the big city? big um, smoke? You're, like, the third person who's asked me that, like, in the last <laughs> half hour. You
2: keep stopping me on the street, and I feel like I should probably have a, a ready, like, a snappy answer.
1: Yeah, you look like a guy who needs a
2: crawfish. Probably. Well, that's what also, I
0: just think, <laughs> I, like, what? Okay, Every no, conversation I, I, comes to yeah, food within... I, oh, I'm like, sorry. Yeah. 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 Well, no, no, it's I fine, would, but it just I does. I to eat as much,
2: <laughs> as much, like... Chewing gum? Like, actually, like, ingest as much gum as possible to see what happens. Uh, but while you're here? Yeah, I'm here, yeah. It's, it's, New Orleans is famous
1: for its chewing gum, That's what I've heard. Every restaurant serves it. Uh, yeah, I recommend good. watermelon hubbubboa. <laughs> it is so juicy that sometimes you just, you just put, like, four of those in your mouth. At oh, once. yeah. Oh, man, it's the best.
3: Yeah.
0: And then you, or that was a different gum. And then your head gets really big and you yeah. explode. It turns into a piece of fruit. Which gum was that? Uh, that was the, you're turning violet, Violet. (laughs) That
1: was the Willy Wonka thing.
0: No, no, there was the gum where it was like, uh, I think maybe that was... Warheads? What were the ones that it was, it actually had like liquid in the middle? Well, they were the Gushers. No, 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 it was gum, though.
1: Oh, it was gum. You could get like a root beer, like a root beer gum, and you squeeze (laughs) it and a little little, like savvy root beer flavor thing came
0: out. I think it was called like, I don't remember what it was called. Oh it's not I'm just gonna try to chug a lug as much <laughs> milk
1: as I can from a from like a gallon
0: jug as like I walk old, down the side like an old metal kinda like metal tail. Like, yeah, like, like right from pale. the farms. Alright, well that was right, that was a good farms. diversion. Maybe yeah, okay. we should talk about poetry. <laughs> well speaking of
1: um the space <laughs> that you've been gallivanting through, uh you sort of see, you know the city in a new light. Have you been were you been walking, you've been jogging, you've been um skateboarding around? I took
2: the St. Charles streetcar nice. for the first time nice, nice. Um, on this trip, at least for the first time, just about 15 minutes ago. I got in late last night on the uh, on the Amtrak Crescent, which was 32 hours from New York down to down to New Orleans, and it was it was kind of a great experience. Like as we boarded, the conductor was was yelling, "All right, it's the last call for you know Amtrak service to New Orleans. There is no quiet car." everybody just talk to each other get to know each other you've got 30 hours go (laughs) nice and it was pretty great i mean i i had a sleeper car so i had my own compartment to retreat to Mm -hmm. but in the in the restaurant car which is different than the kind of cafe car there's like a pretty pretty nice little restaurant car um and uh and it's it's communal seating so
0: and the and they had an observation car
2: um, there was no observation car, but uh, all the cars okay. are kind of yeah. taller than a normal car. The observation cars go out west.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Chicago.
1: Uh,
0: I the think one on the right. Chicago one does have the, the, the one. The Chicago one does yeah. have an
1: observation car, and I, I, I asked somebody about this once, and it has to do with the bridge height. Exactly. Uh, the, yeah, the okay. bridge height can accommodate yeah. those Yeah, the East, the East Coast infrastructure, all the bridges are much lower. Yeah. So, But yeah. Um, real quick, I just want to, because I... I I, I, I want to talk, let's talk a little bit about the poetics of the space on the train car. Can we do that? As, as a all show. right. Ha- yeah. Because look. This is an un- unplanned, was, but I like it. it. I like it. it. <laughs> I've <been laughs> not, interesting. I've been on a hundred Amtrak. A hundred at, at least. At least. Because I used to go to school at UMass. I used to take the train from Cleveland across upstate New York, and I did it probably 40 times during that time. I did, that's all. Oh. I mean, that's the only way I traveled yeah. was on Amtrak. And I've taken it out west a bunch. I've taken it from here to San Francisco, all mm-hmm. over the place. And done about about probably about at least a hundred separate Amtrak rides, and there is something that happens when you when that conductor and the train starts moving, mm-hmm. and it's just like this unstoppable snake of metal rolling down the tracks. Yeah. Does it activate you? so Does it Does it activate you in a in a in a in a poetic way? Did you Did you feel like wow, I've got nowhere to go right now except for to be on a moving thing that's moving? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it and it sets up a, a specific
2: rhythm too of, the, Doesn't of, it? of the, oh, yeah. the tracks and it's very like this industrial kind yeah. of heartbeat and uh, and it was lovely because because living in New York and having a daughter and working a lot of hours there's very little time to just sort of sit back and have a meditative experience <laughs> like every like, there are at any given moment there are. Like seven demands on your time, um, and to be to be in a train for thirty hours, and and to have my own little compartment too within it, so I wasn't so I was actually kind of comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is also a great rarity. Um, it was kind of glorious. I mean, I I sort of wished that there what had been no internet connection, that there was no way of of reaching outside of the train through any devices. Um, but, but at the same time, even with that, it was great to be able to sit and just write, think about things, and, and have these weird, expansive conversations with strangers, most of whom seem to be scientists. Most people on Amtrak <laughs> seem to be scientists. I don't know why wow. this is. It must be oh, a new trend. But, but I talked to a retired um, NASA physicist who's now doing his own work in quantum mechanics. Oh, wow. Quantum entanglement. And uh, and a uh, a marine biologist who's doing work re- in, like reclamation work after the BP oil spill in the Gulf, um, and uh, and a couple other people who were oh yeah there's there's a conference I, I don't have to tell you guys this because I'm sure you're very excited by it there's a uh, there's a conference a few blocks from here on Canal on Canal Street the Convention Center. On, uh, on wastewater treatment. I saw oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I talked to two scientists, one from Kentucky, one from, I believe it was Dusseldorf, who were riding the train together down from Kentucky
0: nice. to <laughs> deliver
2: a presentation on on uh, biogas extraction,
3: hmm.
2: um, which I'm, t- I'm going to right after we finish the podcast.
1: <laughs> wow. I-, I didn't know you had some sort of hobby or... Uh it's, it's less about wastewater and
3: more about that the sort like sneaking a- into things where they're not supposed to be. Look, look Biogas look, extraction
0: look. sounds like some sort of euphemism for something. Yeah, it does. <laughs> After chug all that all that milk on a 100-degree
1: sidewalk. Look, we got a print shop over here, and I'm sure I have some old conference badges. I, I saw them. I think they were orange. I yeah. think I could probably make you some sort of fake thing. I think as long as you <laughs> have like a stack, a stack of paper, I could hold <laughs> in front of,
2: and it. I could just like <laughs> tuck a sort of a blank lanyard behind it. I could yeah, be like, I come on, fine. guys, don't make me dig
1: it out here. I've got my arms full here. <laughs> yeah. Let me just
2: go in. I don't know how
0: tight the security is isn't at the.
1: <laughs> I think sometimes it's tight, sometimes it isn't, sometimes it is. Um, there's always a way to go in through the outdoor. If you know what I mean. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, that is kind of a neat thing about train rides. Well, and it sounds like you had a particularly good group of people on there, which makes it even more yeah. interesting.
2: Yeah. And and I also got to because I had like four or five meals that are covered in, when you when yeah. you buy like the ticket for the sleeper car. They cover Yeah, they give you all this yeah. this added loveliness. Not just being able to eat right there, but to have just not have to worry about like deciding where to go to eat or how you're going to handle lunch. It's just this announcement comes and you're like, yeah. Are they like, don't
3: you?
1: Yeah, you, don't you? You like, um, you tell them. They say, oh, sir, would you like to eat at five, five fifteen, five thirty? Exactly. And you set a little slot, and then you go up there. They give you a little call and say, you know, the. the the dinner's being served for this time, and you go and they sit you down at a table with three other people. That's then, a cool you know,
0: thing. How I love that about the train, how they just sit you with other people. That yeah. doesn't happen anywhere else yeah. anymore, and, which is a cool thing, like, right? These yeah.
2: incredible conversations where you're talking to these amazing people who have done all these wonderful things with their lives, and then they ask you what you're up to, and you tell them you're a poet, and <laughs> and then things kind of go mm. off the rails. So,
0: They're like, so ooh, failed,
3: uh, failed right <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, I guess there's lots of reactions back into happens in that. Can well, I mean, happen mostly, from that I, but I
2: think mostly people draw on what they've been taught, yeah, like obviously. how they're supposed to respond to being in the presence of somebody who makes poems. Which is like they they kind of pull out words that they don't normally use, like themes and tropes and like things that they haven't said <laughs> since they were in college and, or, 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 or 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 earlier. Yeah, yeah, or high school, or whenever.
0: Or the worst, they're like. Have you ever thought about writing a poem about this?
1: Yeah.
2: Or, or can, you <laughs>
3: read us, can you
0: read us a
1: poem? <laughs> you're like at dinner. You're like halfway through your, your, your chicken or whatever they give you. And uh, they're like, oh, can you read us a poem? And then you have to like oblige. Yeah. Did anyone ask you to read them a poem? Nobody did that. Nobody did that, really. <laughs> there, was, there was one time this was,
2: this was, I'm, I'm a, I'm a pretty smooth guy. I don't know if you know this. I'm, I'm. <laughs> I'm very, very charming in every single way imaginable. And I used to live in the East Village in New York, and I had my apartment was on the ground floor. And this was when I was like 22 or 23 years old. Mm-hmm. And and people would walk by and say hi to the neighbors. And, and one evening, this person walked past, and she looked in the window, and I have these bookshelves, and we had this kind of nice conversation through the window. And then she was like, "Can I come in?" And and she came in, and and I was like the perfect host. I didn't offer. A drink or a snack or anything like that I was like oh hi and I just stood there awkwardly like what do you do when somebody comes into your house and, and we had this awkward conversation that led to her finally saying so all these books on your shelves like what's like, do you have a favorite poem or anything maybe you could read me they will sit on the couch and you could read me a poem and uh, and I was I was this like 22 year old boy I was like well right now I'm really into Rimbo so let's read Drunken Boat which is a very long
3: poem, and it's really dark, <laughs> and, and you don't
2: know me at all, and so I proceeded to read this like twenty-page poem. At the end of which, she was like, "That, yeah, that was really great. I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta get out of here." And, and, uh, and she left. So um, I forget how we got on. That exactly. I, 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 yeah, oh, that people was, asking that you like, to read a poem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So now I know. That when people ask ask me to read them a poem of my own or somebody else's, generally
0: they don't mean a long one.
2: They don't mean they don't actually mean it at all.
0: Being, <laughs> they definitely don't mean a long one, though. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> wow. If it's short, they'll put up with it.
2: Yeah, like maybe 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 a sort of very modern sonnet where most of the words have been gotten rid of, and it's
0: actually only a few syllables long. <laughs> So, like the sonnet, the two just, just blank space. Just, we like yelp a sound poem at them. Well,
1: there's that poem. There is a there, there's a sonnet like that, right? There's nothing in this drawer.
0: Uh, oh yeah, that run
1: Patrick. Patrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there, but there's yeah we had it. You know, we, I don't know if you saw that. We did an episode of the sonnets a few episodes back. It was like ten episodes ago, eight episodes ago. But we just kind of tackled all these different weird forms of sonnets and where the sonnets come to today and and successful sonnets and. Traditional versus non-traditional science. Um, anyways, uh, so yeah, she left. She left. She left after you read "Drunken Boat." Yeah, right. an hour and, an hour later. Right. I mean, there's there's a lot. I don't doubt it would be an hour. A
2: long. lot
0: worse choices than Rimbaud to read, though. I think there's really not. I think it's really
2: <laughs> Rimbaud's "Drunken Boat." Reading it to somebody who has, like, against their better judgment, come into your house in the first place. And, she invited herself in. Though. Yeah, she invited herself in, and I just didn't know, like, what to make of this. It would be interesting to see here. what
0: her like take on that was. If she thought you were doing that on purpose to torture her, or if you uh... right,
2: like, if I was, I was just, I was just completely like, a, like, a blithering idiot, unaware of the effect of poetry on the people around me at the time. I was just like, this is an amazing poem. Everybody should experience like the yeah. total derangement of the senses. Of races. What a choice. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it led to like an awkward
1: silence. Like um, that? Yeah, kind of like it led to a bit of dead air. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So
2: that, that's an example of my charm <laughs> and my ability to read a situation really well.
1: Okay, so now we've been talking... Should we we start over, (laughs) I feel like? I feel like we started off on our own. Guess what, that's why we can edit this out. We can edit anything out. Joseph can have us going from, you know, talking about... I mean, you never know.
0: Maybe I'll edit it out, maybe I won't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh -uh.
1: Okay. Well, we are going to talk about... But I actually am in... I actually am really interested in in silences. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I am too, I think... If you consider what white space is, not only on the page but also as a city is sort of there's empty spaces in a city. Right. Uh, uh, There's empty spaces sort of on the train. There's this white space as you're traveling and you hit these these places where where no cars go. It's just the train tracks and farmland or train tracks and wilderness or whatever wherever that train goes. I always think it's it's like you know then 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 you hit that like. You hit those like no name little podung towns in the middle mm-hmm. of nowhere where it's people hanging up their laundry and all that. You know, yeah. like the middle America. Yeah. There's so much middle America to be seen. But on that yeah. on that ride, you know? And but the silence of the train when they turn the the lights kind of lower down at night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you did you sleep on the top bunk? No. No, no you didn't even drop that, that was, thing? That, that was my snack bunk. But, I
2: put all my snacks. But you
1: dropped your chairs down like that? Like, oh the, yeah, the yeah. The,
2: yeah. The chair, the chairs join together and form a bed. Yeah. <laughs> like while you're at dinner, the the uh, conductor comes through and makes everybody's beds.
1: Uh, we were we were looking at this idea of like, well, you said you're interested in silence, but we were looking, we were thinking about this idea of uh, of of space and how poets, you know, use space on the page. Mm-hmm. And I think if you go to any 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 bookstore and you flip through, you know, hundred books of poetry. I would say probably about, you know, ninety five percent of them really aren't doing much projective verse or blowing up sort of like the, the page right. that we're given. Right. That and open I, field. Yeah, the thing. field, right? And, yeah. and and I and I think a lot about this uh, as a bookmaker and a printer. Mm-hmm. I don't really like to do very particular ty- types of sizes of books because I think that there's too many objects in the world that are those that are that size. Right. And I think that eight and a half by eleven is like just short of a conspiracy, like, as this 8 and 11... <laughs> like how did that happen? Well, yeah, well, I, and there's a reason why it well, happened. Well, yeah, there is a sure, reason, sure. but it's, it's... a very it's specific reason It's yeah. how many sheets fit on a, on a standard sheet of American full page mm-hmm. paper. Yeah. And, um... But I, I think sometimes poets and writers and, and even how... I would even say more so, not necessarily the 8 and 11 page, but how Microsoft Word... I don't use Microsoft Word to compose anything... Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe specific document uh, resumes type stuff for cover letter, but other than that, I don't really use that because I feel that there's more, um, there's more programs out there that you can use for bizarre and uh, interesting composition. right And I think um, and like I think, Excel, what's that? <laughs> no,
0: I mean, sure, you Excel. could do something interesting yeah, with I Excel, I guess, if you just left a bunch of the cells blank and.
2: <laughs> well, if you think about, if you, if, uh, I mean, I well, think Excel would be a great. I mean, I'm I'm joking, but it's actually it can be interesting to kind of impose constraints on your work. You yeah, also, you could also write formulas,
1: mm-hmm. and you could use those
2: formulas. That's true. In different like, that'd be
0: interesting so could, to could, do. You could, yeah,
1: you could write a formula using Excel where you know there's like a word bank, right? You know, into into if you know, value. Field, you could ground, you could do a total know, ma- yeah. math yeah, thing. Could, if could,
2: value equals
0: this, put that. this no, word well, there.
2: Yeah, he did. Later later in his career, like the last, like there was a period of a few years, about 10 years ago, um, where he worked with a friend of his who knew all about coding and he created, like Bowie created the, the word bank, but his friend created this algorithm that would allow him to yeah, like, cool. to enter words in a certain sequence and have them come back to him in different ways. Now that explains and, his last 10 years of songs. And then, but, but then he could like build off of that. Like he wouldn't use that raw material, but he would use that as a further yeah.
1: Pad. Well, you know, he talks a lot about the his, his sort of like Brian Geisen type yeah, know, yeah. cut ups yeah. and stuff. Yeah, you, right. you know, uh, what was it the? Uh, but that's more uh, like "Love" was, yeah. was, is, is a prime example of that type yeah. of song where he had all these phrases and they yeah. brought them all together into a song,
0: mm-hmm. two verses. You know, yeah. Um, but that's more like Ulipo or something. It is a little bit like well, yeah Poe, a little bit. Well, more. maybe not though, because you're creating the word bank. I guess Ulipo wouldn't even create the word bank. They'd just use some pre-existing.
1: That's cool, though. Yeah, that is neat. But But, you could, yeah. I mean, just the way... But you could do that a
0: lo-fi way with a spreadsheet. Like, that requires a programmer. Right. To, like... Like a collaborator. (laughs) But you could do it in a lo-fi way with a spreadsheet for sure. You know, it wouldn't be the worst thing. (laughs) I mean, I'm
1: just saying, like, on the page, you know, just how writers use the page. Or, like, maybe writers use a specific notebook and...
0: I don't know what it is, but I mean, it's just sort of this
1: this logical way that, like, you know, words are left aligned, and I just think that that's like we live in a right-handed world. We live in a left-aligned world, you know, and and there's a, there's a certain constraint, and I and I would go so far as to say, like, that that type of constraint that that Microsoft Word or the ability. I mean, I guess people can just use tab and stuff, but I'm talking about like taking a poem, any poem, and throwing it into like. But do uh, you
0: think uh, that's about Microsoft Word?
1: Well, most people don't throw their poetry up into Photoshop and play with the kerning and play with things and change the way that the the lines are against each other. And There's all sorts of other ways that I feel like language could be... Language really falls commonly into a grid, and that grid is really one- or two-dimensional. And I would argue it's very much one-dimensional, and then some people sort of start to play with this other dimensionality within language as a block of text. But most people, like I said, if you walk into a bookstore and you flip open... A hundred books, I'm gonna say like 95 to 98 of those are gonna be left-aligned poetry. Right. With just, just stanza breaks comments. and nothing yeah. else. Columns. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Stanza breaks yeah. and maybe <laughs> maybe an occasional word bumped out somewhere. It's like right. get a little cool with a word or something. Right. 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 But what do you think that is? Is it? Do you think there's something there? Like 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 um, I mean, because you know, it's like we have this sort of 1950 essay on projected verse, and then that's like this whole idea. Like Olson is really going for this like like multi-dimensionality in language, you know? But I don't think that necessarily, like, I think that's like a, I think that's a surplus future. I think we could go back to Olson, and we could, cre- I mean, that there's so many new beginnings that could be pulled from, from that, you know? But, but uh, you don't have to go back even
2: that You don't that even far. have to go that far. No. It's like, I mean, that's, that's sort of, I mean, there's, there's all these different examples of people. Like, prior to, to Olson. There was, there was Chaucer who, who put, who introduced all these Kesuras into the Canterbury Tales and other work. Where you have these like interesting pauses, it's still left aligned, but then there's a break in yeah. every single line where something weird is happening, and then the right section of the line occurs, and and it creates this interesting relationship from left to right as you go across, and and there's work that like I'd say about ten years ago I wrote a series of poems where the the breaks in within the line I purposefully expanded them to the point where um you could you could read straight across with the break and yeah. allow it to be a pause or just read straight through it, or you could read the left no. column and yeah. break yeah. Column. Yeah. And I would create these Eddies where there would be there would be other I would do things with, with the letting, with the space between the lines, to sort of visually guide you in a certain way. So that you could I called them my Eddie poems and secretly had a picture of Eddie Berrigan in my head as I was as I was writing <laughs> even though he wasn't connected to it, but um, but it was interesting to me to have this image in my mind um, but, uh, but they were like eddies of water where, where the lines would kind of swirl back on themselves sometimes the, the, the spaces would expand and then contract again several lines further down so it would merge back into one cohesive element
0: cool yeah and it doesn't i mean that's the thing though like i mean you can have things with huge amounts of space but it doesn't even have to be that complicated even just doing something small yeah it's a very different effect
2: well most of you know most of the poems in in my new book
0: yeah um, if, so if you a, you a, have a you have spaces in the middle of the lines in most of in, most in of almost, those in yeah
2: all the poems. There are, there are spaces within the lines that exist between phrases, and what it, and the intention behind it is that it creates, it creates this gap in which the phrases on either side can, can project a uh, a relationship at the other, um, kind of like like the gap in a spark plug where a spark happens and that's where the combustion that drives the engine occurs
0: or a synapse
2: or exactly. <laughs> Or a synapse, or even like in our conversation, an awkward pause that compels one of us three to suddenly jump in and say, "Oh well, here in this in this space, I need to like throw my consciousness in, and and fill this space with this potential idea, you know, yeah, and make it actual." Um, and that's and that's something which, like structurally, um, like it's sort of there's within the structure of, of the poem there's there are shout outs definitely to Olson and and, and um, open field projective verse but also to Alice Notley and her use in like in Descent of Senette and, and other work of of these phrases with gaps in between where um, where um, where a phrase which is the beginning of a thought um, is cut off. Um, sort of abruptly. And then there's the space and then another phrase follows it that clarifies or expands on that first phrase.
0: Which is also interesting because then the ones that feel like they connect, you start reading them as if maybe they don't. Right. Or they connect in a yeah, different way. Yeah. Um
2: you feel like this oh this phrase is cohesive and it and it's it's fine on its own. It's totally autonomous. I understand this this phrase is just describing a chair. But then um, the next phrase changes what kind of a chair it is. It's a chairman of a board or something along those lines. Um, so that you realize what you'd thought initially was not the full picture.
0: Yeah, but I guess I'm thinking about even ones that aren't so, that's almost like like tricky and jamment or something, but right, right, right. But even something that's more straightforward, I mean, some things are purposely not straightforward, but even the things that are more straightforward, It makes you read them in a different way. Something where if you wouldn't have put that space there, you would have only been able to read it one way, where it makes you recognize the multiple ways of reading it where you wouldn't necessarily. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it it allows for, for a number of things to happen simultaneously.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: When it's working.
0: Which I don't, so did you yeah. did you was this like a conscious decision to use that form, or did you oh, yeah. kind of stumble yeah, upon yeah. it?
2: No, it was defi- It was definitely the intent. Like not necessarily, like when I was when I was writing the pieces, the the complete argument of the piece and the world that it is trying in its um it's the world that it's trying to present through its structure and affirm that's that existence. That was not necessarily. Existing, fully formed in my mind when yeah. I began to write the piece, but it was only through the language that we got there. But that that structural motif was definitely, and its uses was definitely there.
0: Nice. Well, maybe we should hear one. Sure. And then, <laughs> and then we can realize that everything. And I'm then we can is, say is, you're is not going to be able to tell me. this until well, you see it on the page. Yeah. But. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, You guys should keep talking while I find the piece. Well, we
0: should say that the title of your book is If This is Paradise, Why Are We Still Driving? Did I get that right? Yeah.
2: (laughs) 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 There it is. Um, Good question. As somebody from New York who doesn't really drive that much at all, um, the title itself feels a little bit (laughs)
0: disingenuous.
2: Where do I get off writing about, you know, or alluding to driving when I just... Take the F train
0: all the time. I mean, that wouldn't be the same if this is paradise. Why are we still going to the next stop? Right.
2: <laughs> why are we still delayed <laughs> because of train traffic ahead of us? Um, so yeah. So I'll read. I'll read this. Uh, um, this poem here, which is called "I Am the Time Traveling Mayor of the Three Hour Tour." Like you, I'm from the future that used to exist in supplication. To a supercut of cold opens and their admission that we can only know the name of a place like New York or Orleans once it's a little old and the names only make sense as portals into other futures based on mistaken identity and hidden flaws that wait for their moment as an airplane mechanic comes home, finds a leftover bolt in their bag and thinks, I hope that's not important. Nobody wants to develop a taste for pre-owned chili dogs or, for, or a Freudian physical therapist who wants you to work out your own over-rotated shoulders. Anything made of lines and worth my time has other lines, too, including time, especially when this version is mostly in a ditch that's not the last ditch, but is close. This is so us, right? is what the time traveler said to herself trapped in the paradox of which me does the yogurt in the fridge belong to perhaps all of them all the tragedies throw us through the gale to save the others from a cross stitch in time the tour was three hours back to before i lost my nerve or maybe just my good hat but i got trapped in 2023 what a gently used chicken platter of a year everyone was a creative director or unemployed and both seemed to be up to the same things with tasers and human rights don't listen to the other me who also just arrived or the other other who is still angry about the yogurt please understand my jaunty tone exists to make this super dire warning a little palatable while we hide in a secret season between spring and summer because right now and into my eyes are the last place anyone would think to look nice (laughs) there we go so that happened (laughs) <laughs> everything, everything in this book is true. No. I
0: never, I never, I never associated Gilligan's Island with tra- time travel before, but it kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Gilligan's Island was not actually written, produced until the year twenty twenty
1: three. I could see it. <laughs> did you ever see the? Like, did you ever see the? Uh, Are you a Gilligan's Island fan? Uh, no, I mean, not recently, but oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> did you ever see like? You know the movie when they get rescued, like the end. Oh right, like right. the end. You know it's like the, yeah. the end of the story. Well, the, well, the end is like they all go back to the island because that's where they like basically feel like that's right. their only home, right? Right. They all kind of end up back on the island, but um, uh, there's like there's like uh, they get rescued finally, right? And it's like 20 years later, 10 years. It's like a long time later, right? And Gilligan, uh, he keeps like having all these like inventions that he like came up with. And, the, and, and he's like, hey, look, I, you know, I came up with all these ideas, like on the island, he was keeping a journal of all these inventions, yeah. uh, um, and uh, it turns out like, that um, like, every invention that he comes up with had already been done, like in the 15 oh, no. you know, oh, years he familiar, was away yeah. from the island, you yeah. know? <laughs> he's come up with all this stuff, and it's like, dude, we already have that, like, you missed out. You
2: uh. know? <laughs> so was Lost kind of a reboot of Gilligan's Island?
3: I oh, don't know. Maybe
0: in a very that's, strange that, way. That's maybe
2: for the next <laughs> the
1: next episode of No Good Poetry. Yeah, that's interesting to think that like Lost is a reboot. Uh, I don't know. I think it's its own thing, right? Are, are there are there no other I mean there's like there's like other That's maybe more a rhetorical question. Yeah. It's, is it a reboot of like uh, is is Lost the reboot of like um uh uh what's the what's the uh, Lord of the Flies? Uh huh. kinda Lord of the Fliesy.
0: Yeah. Is it? Is it lost? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's very like yeah. old all fantasy all the time. Yeah,
1: all fantasy. Yeah. How do you think you would do on a
2: show like that? Um, I think I would do better on a show based on Lord of the Flies than one based on Lord of the Dance. <laughs> <laughs> based on my my grace, and, grace. and aplomb and and, and comfort <laughs> up with my own skin. <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah, I like it. I, I I would do all right in the Lord of the Flies situation as well. I'm not saying I would do well. I'm just saying I would do better than than Lord of the then. Dance. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, or River Dance.
1: <laughs> yeah, Dancing with the Stars. Yeah.
0: So yeah, so oh, yeah. so I. But that's interesting, though. So to hear you read one of the poems, right? What? So is that like a difficult thing? To figure out so you have these spaces I don't know if that was one that had spaces or oh, yeah, not it was, yeah they and, all and spaces I, tried to,
2: I kind of accentuated them a little bit more in this reading it's a little on, more, yeah based on what we were talking about before usually I read in a much more sort of Billy Wilder, Thin Man rapid fire <laughs> I, try to, I try to have each, each event within the poems happen um, or have you realize what happened about a moment after it actually occurs and Meanwhile, you're absorbing something else, and it, and people have told me not to read as as quickly as fast. As I can. Yeah, <laughs> but part of the, I feel like part of the pleasure of of this kind of an experience is not catching it all on the first yeah, the, d-
0: yeah, and feeling a little breathless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that can be a nice thing. Mm-hmm. But but is it so is. Do you think about that as like the experience of someone hearing you read the poem like vastly different than if they were to read it on the page? Um,
2: they could, although because it's broken up, um, I know. I know technically and in terms of prosody, you know, shorter lines. You know, you're supposed to read them a little bit more slowly and savor each each like you know, Herrick like line or an Eileen Miles like line. <laughs> yeah. but,
3: but but really
2: kind of you it's it's just visually much easier to read little snippets. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so if if it's broken into short lines, or in this case if each phrase is standing on its own with the space in between, it allows you to do it either choose, way, to, I suppose, to, yeah. Yeah, but but I think you would naturally your natural impulse, unless you had been taught, you know, in the Iowa writer's workshop that you're not supposed to read this way your natural impulse
1: would be to start accelerating.
0: As yeah,
1: you know. yeah. True. Well, I guess you could just, I guess you can, you could, it's up to you, I guess, when you read, depending on where you are.
0: Yeah. Right. You could well, yeah, the there's certainly... You slow down it's and you like, play, with sure. it. You could yeah.
1: play with it. You could perform it, I guess.
0: And,
2: and really, also, your mind is going to Like, if you're reading poetry that's really cooking, your mind is, you're going to be really focused on it, but at the same time, you're going to start having all these ideas of your own that are going to be... Created from the experience of interacting with this work, and especially with these spaces, uh, yeah, yeah. That are, which which kind of encourage your your own your own interjections. Um, so, it's kind of an interesting experience that I think we've all had is that either at, you know on our own reading work or or sitting at a reading listening even if it's work or especially if it's work that we really like, we start thinking about other things. For sure. Yeah, cool. then, well, that's great, though, too. yeah, yeah. So so all these gaps, all these spaces within within the lines, there are exits and entrances, too. So in a given space, you can kind of wander off, and then three lines later, you can come back.
0: And... Well, I guess it's true of anything, but it's just... I mean, I guess in poetry in general, you have this weird... Poetry has to exist in all these different spaces. And it is always... A little different every time right yeah we've talked i mean you're talking about environmental well yeah but i'm saying like even just that like i mean even something as simple as when you hear someone reading something versus when you read it on the page right but it's also yeah yeah no yeah but but i mean especially when you start playing with more interesting spaces or visual things going on you could hear someone read that and have no idea if he never went and saw, never went and looked at the book, or never went and looked at the.
2: But I think I think it was you know like Lou Welsh who he said at some point before he wandered off into the yeah. woods and was never seen again, <laughs> um, where he was. I think he was on like a brewery tour on the West Coast, and uh, and some some tour guide was kind of droning through his the spiel that he'd been giving every day for years. Yeah. And, it was kind of this boring, monotonous thing. <clears throat> and while it was happening, everybody was kind of spacing out, and somebody's, like, toddler kind of wandered off and started getting right towards the edge of one of these huge copper vats of hops and barley that were being churned and cooked, and was, like, teetering right on the edge. And, <laughs> and the tour guide, in the middle of saying, so, you know, in 1832, um, Charles Johnson Anderson first found it. Whose kid is that? Suddenly <laughs> burst out yelling, and everybody snapped to attention. And somebody, whoever was near, grabbed the kid before he fell into the back. Um, but, uh, but Lou Welsh was saying he wanted every... Um, he wanted all of his <laughs> poems to be at least as interesting as the conversation, <laughs> but hopefully would rise to the level of that tour guide suddenly yelling,
1: "Whose kid is that? Wow. That's a poem in and of
0: itself. Well, and yeah, I mean that's a that's an interesting thought, oh, but then but then like the just, really yeah. Yeah. but yeah. The, drone I mean, was, yeah. the, the drone game, it, could be interesting too. The drone of something could be interesting too in a I, different I, way, yeah.
2: Yeah, in terms of like human endurance.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. and because then it might become impossible to pay attention to the meaning and and right. have it be about sound or have it right. be about it's all, it's yeah all
2: an exit all what exit back into your
0: own mind. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good story, though. I didn't know that one. Yeah. <laughs> Who else? Yeah.
2: And that Tumblr was Joe Biden. That's <laughs> <laughs> <It was>
0: impossible. <laughs> I don't know. The timeline, you know, might kind of work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, does Joe Biden tell that story? <laughs> he will now. I was yeah. wondering how Joe
1: Biden tells that part of the story.
0: It's going to be part of his 2020 election campaign. Did yeah. that? That years? toddler, that toddler was Elon Musk. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think that's a whole different
1: story. <laughs> uh, blood, emerald mines in Africa. <laughs> that's where his family comes from. You know, they, they were emerald. His parents were emerald mined. Were, that's they,
2: were, they, were they blood emeralds? No, I made that
1: up. But um,
0: uh, <laughs> I'm sure uh, it was not the I most know. ethical uh, way of getting emeralds, that's, whatever that's it was. Musk, <laughs> apparently, that's where the
1: musk fortunes come from. That's where the genesis of the musk fortune comes from, is yeah. emerald mines in South Africa. Most fortunes don't come from good places.
2: <laughs> 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 true, true
3: sometimes,
1: enough.
0: Sometimes I do. Yeah. It's Every pretty rare. Every
1: once in a while they <laughs> <I> do, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's you know I think I think I'm just you know I, I guess I'm just an advocate for this idea that the page is just so small and I think right. you know for me as a, as a poet I want I want a sketchbook I want a big I want a big page right. you know I want a different style of pen right. you know the types of ways of ways of disrupting yeah ways of disrupting that that the traditional that traditional um, approaches to the, the, the two dimensional plane yeah and I think like I think like I'm I, I'm trying to punch through that you know yeah. and, and try to and 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 you know, the, the type of, down to the type of pen that you use, or like, are you composing on your on your phone, are you composing, you know, um, one of the coolest pieces I've composed recently, I feel, is one that I was composing with my friend while walking, mm-hmm. and we were just using the dictation program, and then we yeah. created a bunch of text together, and then we went back in and turned it into a piece, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. and I think that there was a certain innate rhythm that comes back to that train, yeah. that like, sort of pacing, you know, and, and, that's a different thing i know that the silence and pacing and the walking thing is a whole different thing you know but sure. it's also like a way to take up space in your mind and uh and uh but i i just like look at the page and i sort of think a little bit about how um how little of the space is really used
0: yeah i mean i, I mean i agree with that but i think it's like two things i think one is like what you touched on is like people i mean if you are gonna like if you're not trying to publish things yourself and you're submitting to a publisher they're all using essentially the same book size and no matter what you do with it they're trying to squash it into that space and you i mean that's part I, of what you're talking I, yeah. about but i
2: mean i've i've had work that had to be published sideways yeah because, because it was wider than like I, I went through an idiotic phase where I was making all my poems on 11 by 8 and a half paper.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: really yeah. it yeah. Um, And, you know, flipping the script, like, slightly, just 90 degrees. Yeah. Um, and uh Yeah, so that's part of it, difficulties, yeah. But, but the difficulties would be if you just <laughs> used 45. That would be really. But there, was, there was actually one of the. One of, my first, it was it was my, the second chapbook of mine that ever came out. Um, it was from Situations Press, which was run by Ann Noonan and, and Joe Elliott, who run like their day gig is they run Soho Letter Press. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which used to be in Soho, but they got priced out. Now they're in Sunset Park in Brooklyn, but they're still Soho
3: Letterpress. They didn't change the name to Sunset
2: Park. No. <laughs> um, but uh, but they they would occasionally and I think they still do they would occasionally um, make these letterpress chapbooks sure. um, and um, and I had this I had this long poem called Dash um, it was it was originally called um, Hazard Pom Pom and and then um, oh. Pom Pom Magazine Alison Cobb
3: oh, yeah, Jennifer, yeah.
2: Jennifer Coleman Came out and, uh, and Sue Landers came out with Pom Pom magazine just before this book came out. And I was like, Rick, oh, come on, guys! There was no way they could have known that I had made this ridiculous <laughs> poem. But did
1: you, you sign them a season to Sizzler? <laughs> <I should have. laughs>
2: <laughs> I think I yeah I did, but I wrote it on eleven by eight and a half paper, yeah. so it couldn't be. I didn't put <laughs> okay. the right bailed. amount of
1: post postage on it. There should be more of that going on, like yeah. cease and desist letters to, like, yeah. between poems, but we really poetic and yeah, like the telegram yeah. cease and desist letter.
2: But this uh, the uh, the poem dash was it was about sixty short short stanzas, which were basically it was it was kind of prose poem style, but they were really long lines. And each stanza was maybe like one to four really long lines, and so the shape of each each page essentially each stanza was to be on its own page. And when it was printed, it was in the shape of a dash. Um, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and it, and it was and it was to be read very quickly, so there was all the different connotations of dash. Um, and it was it was attached. It was bound with a single grommet, so you could kind of fan it out like like paint like paint chips, you know. Sure. And uh, and it was. Published in, I think, an edition of maybe 16 copies. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure. Um, it was later explained to me that the name Situations Press was because there's
0: always a whole bunch of situations whenever you try <laughs> trying to publish something. And it just is but it's, it's a whole but, thing. But it's awesome when you have wonderful, crazy people who will publish shit like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But not everyone has that situation necessarily. And right. so I think that's part of what's going on. But I also think the other thing that we didn't talk about, though, is some people, I think, have this idea. We know some of these people, make us, you know. That oh, they're... It sounds
2: oh, like you're about to say something. That they're, so, con-
0: they're something. so concerned about their writing being pure in some way that they want it to just be about the writing, and they feel like anytime you start playing around with formatting or space or anything, that it detracts from... Which... Well, well
2: then for, the, for, for... I think it's
0: bullshit, people, but there's a well, lot of people who feel that way, no, you know?
2: But if if, if that is... If that's like, if you're if if your work is emerging out of these specific traditions, where you're, where you're writing using a certain kind of form, even if you're not, you don't self-identify as somebody using a certain form, but it, but if you're, but if you're using just sort of left-aligned,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like I like that we're using like we the do, language we, of yeah. gender in poetry. Do you <laughs> self-identify <laughs> as like? Yeah, a, that's totally not. The, the, <laughs> I'm actually saying just the opposite,
3: which is, which is um,
2: like there's there's people who are who are writing what they consider to be just regular poems, and 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 somebody who somebody who's more aware of all these other sort of visual textual approaches. Are you a cis are, genre
0: poet? I don't know. Are,
2: um, they are um, like they're. There's there's some people who, who are going to say no. The only way to write a poem is to yeah write, yeah, write yeah yeah a sonnet or you know write these very traditional forms and anything else is
1: weird or out to lunch. The
2: I self-identify
3: as a
1: sonnetist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I get what you're
2: saying because I think that not what I, what I was saying was not in any <laughs> way supposed to. I, it's just people people. Like writers have a certain concept of what it is that their project is You're that, right. they're, that they're working on and
1: and sometimes
0: well, and, and sometimes it's all right I mean that's fine if thats if that is like a certain idea, right? right, but I think sometimes maybe it's not it's just like sticking with something that's comfortable too
2: right but you have to be aware of all of the traditions and all of the um like all the all the potentials of of a given form, um, and if you're if you're turning your back on some, or you're just sort of saying that certain traditions you don't respond to, or you're not interested in exploring, you have to be aware that whether you're saying that explicitly or implicitly, that that's going to be the case. Um, if if you're yeah,
0: kind of, you know, I mean, I don't think we're dismissing those traditions. No, no, no I'm not. But, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I think maybe part of that is there's a certain set of poets who (laughs) maybe see it as some sort of purist kind of stance, right? Like, yeah, I don't want to, you know. There
2: there are going to be people who are like, I I love the New York School or I love language poetry or I love the Beats or the New Formalists or or, like the T.S. Eliot. Yeah, yeah. And and that's the kind of work they want to write. And
1: that's what they do and and I think it becomes I think it becomes a certain point where people just they find a comfort space and maybe they don't read outside of that box like I think you know we might come from a specific tradition and you know read outside of like the particular box I mean you're a product of I think you're I think people can choose for themselves like they can you can you can not go to school and be an amazing poet like you can you can just read a bunch of poetry and be a really good poet, right? Whereas, like, you might come from a school where the work you learned was the type of work that that, that particular faculty was forcing you to read or that was just right. the program that you went through. And I do think that there's a lot of that that goes on, like, especially out of the MFA, where, like, people do fall into specific schools of thought and sure. and, 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 it's, and, and they don't read outside of their, uh, outside of their box, you know? Right. They don't read outside of their... Um, you know, they're, they're sort of like, they get into a comfortable space. But then there's other poets who grow and build and, and really change things up and try to do different styles of work and, and really like the, their onus is more expansive. I think it's right. like, at the end of the day, you know, there are these sort of poets out there that that have these sort of greatest hits tapes mm-hmm. that, are, that are like these chapbooks that aren't really cohesive. It's just like, oh, here's my next 40 poems in a book, or here's my next 80 poems in a book, rather than like, we've talked about this before, Making a like putting together like a real, like, I think that there are poets who will go through their entire career and maybe put to and put out like maybe 10 books that are all just the next 80 poems that they write and maybe never do put together like a real conceptual piece, right? You know, I think that there's, there's people who are just like writing and they're just like, okay, this is the next year of my work and here it comes down the pipeline is this new book out by this new press. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like actually trying to put something together that's more cohesive, uh, a conceptual, like an actual, like stepping out of the boundary and trying to do something a little different, a little bit more risky. You know, and I think that's what really what I read when I see those poets, and I read and I hear those poets. I think that's what it comes down to is that there's those poets kind of tend to re- relatively be like a little bit more on the safe side, and maybe they're also maybe not expanding what they're reading or. They might they might see a poet's name and have never read anything like I preach the Charles Olson thing because I think Olson is like so incredibly intrinsically expansive if you really get behind the reality of what Olson was saying and what he was doing was is, is it's like it's like a, it's like a, well, I, I call it a surplus future you could go back to Olson or go back to Notley or whoever and be able to even like you can still like you can still go back to the Dadas and Berton and and like surrealism and still find so many things to start a new from you know where i think like people today maybe they don't read enough or they're not expansive enough in their in their reach to try to see new forms of poetry and do things people really kind of fall in line a lot
0: well i mean maybe but that's that's yeah that's true
2: of any of any moment in history where the majority of the people are just essentially doing like Sort of formal exercises where they they found a certain kind of poetry yeah, they yeah, like, sure. and, they're, and they're replicating it with new ideas. But they're replicating the structure this, uh, that that they've kind of come to appreciate, and then but then within this something group, new can this, come out of that yeah, for sure. Like yeah, these weird mutations that happen, but and, but also then there's like certain individuals who are gonna who are gonna try these strange experiments and. And move beyond that, and either totally fail, as I do a lot, and, um, or, or make this sort of majestic, marvelous thing. maybe you give but one yeah, but it. that's maybe
0: what you know. I was going to say though, is like that's what I think some of it comes down to Cause, I mean a lot of those people we're talking about still make a lot of wonderful poetry. It's not like that's yeah. not being risky necessarily means you're not going to make great poetry. But I do think that's part of what it comes down to. Like, are you willing to make a fool out of yourself or not? Right. <laughs> and to me, it's more interesting and fun if you are willing to yeah. make a fool out of yourself, but some people yeah, that was, don't that, want that to do just,
2: that. just to, to underscore, that was the point of the story I told in the very beginning. Yeah, yeah, where, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> trying to make it clear that I'm a complete doofus. <laughs> 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 like,
1: nine times out of ten. And, uh... I think being at play is essentially, you know, I mean that's 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 where I preferably to be yeah. to be is at play. So I think like you got to be a little risky. You got to do. You got to make. You got to embarrass yourself sometimes. You got to right. do some weird some stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, we could keep going talking about poetry forever. I'm sure, but I'm going to tell you we're already past the hour mark. So maybe a nice thing to do would have would be to have you kind of take us out with another poem.
2: Okay, I can. I'll yeah. read it, like a little a little <laughs> short one here. Let's see what we got. This is I'm I'm reading uh, right now from this is this is kind of the you know there's there's this beautiful like thingliness of books right yeah yeah that, that's different than reading online or reading on a device or a screen and this particular copy that I have this Three is my marked this is my reading copy <laughs> as, <laughs> as uh, like the elders call these things with, um, with marked with, post-it with, notes with, with post <laughs> notes and, and and kind of like hastily scrawled, like, extemporaneous things that are supposed to be just like, oh, I just thought of this, I'm, so I'm standing here at the lecture, <laughs> but I actually thought of it the night before and scribbled it down. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, so this, this copy is the one that I've read at all of the, uh, all the readings that I've done from So,
1: Okay, you won't then. have this as the read-along. You won't be able to read along with this version. <laughs> um, and, uh, at some point, my uh, my
2: daughter Aurora uh, stole this copy and wrote in in lipstick. <laughs> I popped
3: on Aurora, that's awesome. August ninth, twenty eighteen, <laughs> um, and it's you know it's
2: it's the po- the book is is dedicated to Aurora. It's on her dedication page. So nice. it's, you know, really, it's, it's her book. So, right. so if she wants to vandalize it, that's her prerogative. Um, let's see. Um, Okay, I'm just going to, I'll read to, to end things. I will read the, uh, there's, a, there's a few good poems to end on, and I'm not going to read any of those. I'm going to read the first poem in the book. It's called Lucky Break of Day. The nor'easter shut down the subways, so whatever prevented me from going to your party was cancelled, including your party, and any means to get there. Everything we say hides what we mean, but also creates a little space to discover it. Like clouds get the blame, but it's the sun that blots out all the stars, even on a perfect day. Even perfection can't be a thing until the day is tallied and no longer happening. Like a scenic road and the overlooks with shrines to whoever didn't quite make the turn. (laughs)
3: <laughs> and
0: we got some nice musical like accompaniment. Right <laughs> I think it's probably the school across, but yeah.
1: oh uh, yeah, I think it, I don't even know
3: who that, who
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like that one, but that reminds me, and I was thinking of it when I read it, I forgot about that, but when I was reading that poem, I was like, oh yeah, we, we should ask him about Aculorber.
2: Oh, yeah,
3: there's that. Yeah, the, the weather. Oh, yeah, that's right. That thing, was a weather like, poem. What? What is, no, 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 I think I saw, I think I'm, I'm
1: remembering something. You've done this uh, series of poems where you, like... <laughs> well, I've done a series, and, and
2: there's there's uh, aculorber.com. Yeah. A, oh, really? There's Can you link to that? Absolutely, um, yeah. Yeah, I haven't... I haven't it, done, hasn't it hasn't been updated in a while, updated, I think, but... It has been in a while, just because of all the demands. <laughs> like, if I could get more, sort of... 30 hour train ride. I think it stopped right after lifestyle.
0: the the Trump election, which is maybe kind of a good place to stop it.
2: Or like <laughs> you know just uh, the I mean weather has always been this really fascinating thing to me because um, because it's almost as though if I can if I can understand a system as complicated yeah. as as the weather with it, so many moving parts and it's it involves so many aspects coming together and, To create all of these different this array of effects, Um, maybe I could also understand other complex situations like uh, systems, like human emotions and relationships, things (laughs) like that. Um, So that's that's sort of a working theory that I have. So it's so
0: it's a pretty it's a pretty poor theory.
2: Yeah, yeah, like most of my theories, (laughs) (laughs) it is. But
0: it's still uh, still pretty fun to try uh, to do it.
2: Look up weather wall. Weather Warlock. Is he another fake meteorologist? Uh kind of.
3: Well, so
0: quinch Quintron, who's Quintron. a musician down here. Yeah. It's this kind of project and it uses the weather to create like a soundscape essentially. It's pretty neat. That's
1: a nice concept. It's going twenty four seven. Oh yeah. Right. yeah. 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 Well
2: this is the the talking about the weather is just sort of an arbitrary Topic to then get into other things, be it political or or socio economic. No, I
0: I'll, I I always really loved it. I thought it was very. You would like it, Makos. It's it is kind of like the Dada spirit, I think, nice. of that kind of thing. With maybe a little more anger. And, and when was <laughs> little and the, more and the anger. Awful. Awful. <laughs> and when and when was the last time you put out a lung um, lungful?
2: Um Long was like a couple years ago, so it's in you, hibernation. Yeah, but you've you did one in the last few, in the last few years. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and Lungful, it, there's been, it's an annual. You're on what now, 20? 21. 21. So, so started 20 some odd years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I feel like it's. And, and, be, it,
0: and you think it may be back eventually? Yes, I do. Yeah. I think a
2: lot of things, though. So,
1: who knows? <laughs> yeah, but 21, that's pretty,
2: that's, pretty that's young, a lot. But, yeah. yeah. It's kind of an epic run.
0: Um, but, uh, Yeah. So, what else? I don't know. I think we I think we're, we covered a lot of ground. we Covered a lot of tracks. Uh, great. yeah.
2: Any other problems we can solve or create? I mean, probably.
0: We can probably, we can probably <laughs> yeah. create a bond. Yeah, as as three as
2: three dudes sitting in a room talking to each other. after
0: this. We're, we um. Could, yeah. We, we could I mean, create, we probably we could, we could kind of create like, all of the problems. We could. We could problem. really fuck a lot of things up. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> um, well, unfortunately, if you're listening to this, you probably missed Brandon's reading. Oh
1: no! Everyone who listens to our, <laughs> our show is going to have gone to Brandon's reading. So. Um,
0: and well, unless you unless you came, you found out about. I mean, you couldn't have found out about it through here, I don't think. Or maybe did we mention it last week? I don't maybe. remember. Maybe. But um, well, I think we certainly mentioned blood Jet, even if we didn't specifically say that Brandon was reading.
1: It's a great series.
0: Yeah. So, unfortunately, unless you already knew about it, you're, well, you you miss you missed reading. it. <laughs> but you should still go, you should still go out and see Bloodjet, but if by chance you are up in the northeast, do you have anything coming up?
2: Um, I'm reading in uh Philadelphia. Okay. Um at Dalek Paradise on uh October 17th. So this is a Doctor uh, Who themed bar. It it <laughs> It seems like it's a beautiful like cross pollination between between uh, between Doctor Who and If This Is Paradise. Why are we still driving? But I think it's actually an Ethiopian restaurant.
0: Oh, oh that's that. even weirder. This yeah. <laughs> uh, a Doctor Who themed bar. It's a Doctor Who themed Ethiopian restaurant, that's which I don't weirder. even know. Yeah. I never could get
2: into Doctor Who, although apparently I look like one of them. Like, <laughs> like occasionally I'm told this fact. And then I say one of the things the Doctor Who says, and they're like, "Can you say it again?" And <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I've sort of learned a few of the lines to make them happy when I say So Yeah, I have, wow. s- I
0: have a similar problem. I get mistaken for one of the, I get mistaken for the tenth Doctor Who all the time.
2: <laughs> oh, I can see that. <laughs> I think I think
0: I get. I How do get Doctor like, Who? I can see that. <laughs> yeah. No, but
2: I've seen I've seen the more recent Doctor Who's.
1: So few. You should systems. go to um. You should go one of those comic cons. Yeah. Carry one of
0: those little things around. What's it called? Sonic screwdriver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have yeah.
1: one of those. Oh, you
2: do. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> what do, okay I have last last question. Last question. Last, question. last question. Yeah, ask us a question. Yeah, for you guys. What are you gonna be for Halloween? Go. I might be Groucho
1: Marx this year. Yeah. You should be grouchy Marx. Grouchy Marx. Yeah. Like like like, like, it's like. Cross the grouchy. Cr- like old cross- Groucho, really cranky. Is there is there a dwarf Grouchy Grouchy Marx? Oh, there is a Grouchy dwarf, No, no. But you could
0: be Oscar the Grouchy Marx. Oscar the Grouchy, you should totally do it. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm being lazy this. I think I'm I'm being lazy this Halloween because, see. For me, I have to expend all my costume energy on Mardi Gras, so Halloween's always my, my secondary costume. So I think I'm being kind of lazy. I'm making a... See, I've got this very nice black hood cloak thing, so I'm just going to make a paper mache skull mask to wear with my black cloak. Is my plan, I think. Can
1: you make it in some sort of animal skull?
0: I could, yeah. I might, Maybe that, that might be better than a human skull, huh? Yeah. Could be, could be. I'm already plotting like Mardi Gras costume though too.
2: You sound a lot like um, Jim Burley. Like tweeted last week, he was like, "When I when I die, I don't want to have a memorial reading. I want all of you guys to put on some weird like cloak with a mask and go out into the woods and kill something and <laughs> bring me the fuck back."
0: <laughs> wow. Cool. Why not? Why not? Why not? So yeah. Yeah. Like you're on board with well, but I also feel like Halloween. I mean, it's good. It's it's fun to do fun costumes for Halloween. But also, I feel like sometimes it's good to just do generic scary costumes for Halloween too. Yeah, All right? A great, dark, dark. It's, it's a great.
3: It's a
2: great <laughs>
0: moment in the year. It is. So, but so, what is your Halloween costume plan?
2: Um, well, last year I went to a few different things, and um, for some of them I was just a you know, just a standard vampire and then um and then for some of them I was Spock, which was which was kind of great because um Aurora was she was Jadzia Dax from, from a different uh from Star Trek Deep Space Nine, he was this great other character. He's like
0: Good Show, good show.
2: It's a great show. And Jadzia Dax is this like fantastic character. She's amazing. She's brilliant. Um so uh so this year I'm, I'm thinking I might just do a mashup of either either be Vampire Spock,
3: or good, yeah. or I
2: might just be Emotional Spock. Like I might get a Vulcan lyre and a flower, the episode <laughs> where the f- flower fires yeah, on the spores yeah. and, yeah. and Spock wanders around with, playing the lyre, singing Bitter Dregs.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and it's it, and it like reminds me of those, like '60s Leonard Nimoy songs where I feel like he oh, was yeah. kind of dressed like that anyway. Yeah, has
2: a record. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's a yeah. Last actually, about this time last year, I uh, I picked up my guitar
3: and <laughs> and took a photo posing as he did for the cover of his album with the guitar. Nice. Put them
2: next to each other. Who like who wore it better? <laughs> so if you want to like go back, go back in time on on my Instagram, you can see that.
0: Yeah. Stop making more work for me, Mako. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, so, yeah, so, I'm just, yeah, so when you say weed, you actually mean him, I'm just
2: yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining yeah, us today. No, that was a lot on. of fun. Thank you guys.
1: This and is your time in New Orleans. How, how long are you here for? Um, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna stay here. Okay. <laughs> in, in this space, <laughs> there's a blot mattress. The fans on. Yeah, this is great. It's under
2: 130 <laughs> degrees it's in much here. Of you can sort? Yeah. Cool.
0: Yeah, you'll be good until summer comes again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I
2: gotta say, as as I as I get older, the the range of temperatures where I'm fully functional get that range gets smaller and smaller. So now it's like there's like a two degree range where if it's above or below, my organs start shutting down. Sixty-eight to
0: seventy degrees. Yeah, it's right about
2: there.
3: And,
2: and we're about forty degrees above that right now. <laughs> it's Pretty warm. But well, that's by design. We oh, want okay.
0: it's kind of like. We're we're hot boxing our guests so they'll 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 right. s- not guard themselves too right. so, much. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll tell
2: Dominion we'll stories. So we're to to people who stop by your
0: house. <laughs> All right, yeah. Megas. Do we have anything we need to plug? I don't know. And the same uh, things we've been plugging, but none of it's just imminent, this, just I suppose.
1: Stuff like uh, yeah, we're having a thing here on the 11th of October. So if I can get my shit together, um, some sort of preview party in the back. We'll have like mm-hmm. uh, some presentations. And then
0: yeah, and then we're. And then this next week there's there's like a surge of poetry readings in New Orleans. There's so Saturday when this comes out will be another poetry buffet at Letter Library. Um, we've got Rubber Flower Poetry Hour going on. We do Next Wednesday. Wednesday, and at the
1: same time,
0: um, another
1: Bloodjet.
0: Another bloodjet, Another of David and Caroline's reading that I can't remember the name of. Also next Wednesday. <laughs> I think I think at the
2: end of at the end of October. Um, I think uh, Tracy McTague who's a great poet, yeah, um, is going to be coming down, and I think she's reading on Blood Jazz. At Blood well. Well. Okay. well, we will definitely plug so that gonna, one. That's, that's gonna gonna coming be around, up to around Halloween time. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so,
0: and then we'll we'll encourage everyone to come to that reading in costume. They should. All right, everybody, we'll see y'all again next week. Oh, yeah, yeah, and we we will put the link up to Brendan's book, If This is Paradise, Why Are We Still Driving. What's the press again? It's, uh,
2: it is, um...
0: We can do another take of that, so... (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's, I'm
2: sorry, it's 173 degrees in here, and it's sub-press. It's the sub-press collection. Sub-press. And they're amazing. Um, And, uh... And so you, you can get it on on a small press distribution, small press. or you will be able to. It actually just sold out, but they have sent some more. They will be the getting first, some more copies. They will yeah. be getting some more copies. So by the time this gets, this whole interview gets through post, you, you very prudently remove all the parts of, of this conversation that involve me talking, and then, um, then uh, it, it should it should be back up. You can also get it through through the Amazon's, or you can. Just, you know, stop by my place yeah. in
0: Brooklyn. Yeah, go to, go to reading.
2: Yeah, It's and at Unnameable Books. In oh, Brooklyn. Unnameable. We love the place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. So, uh, yes. Where he'll be reading nothing but Rimbaud. Right. I'm just going to be blocking the door.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Nobody gets in or out. Um, okay, thanks, guys.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.
3: Thank <laughs> you.